the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Rachel Gilbert. Welcome to the London Free Press Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert. The OHL trade deadline was yesterday and the London Knights were looking to boost their roster of forwards. So today I'm talking with London Free Press sports reporter Ryan Pyatt about who the Knights acquired and what the rest of the season might look like for them. Hey, Ryan, how are you? Hi, Rachel. Thanks Happy- for having me on again. I'm I'm glad that you're here. Happy New Year, even though I know it's the 11th, but I, I don't see enough people to stop saying that yet. <laughs> I'm camped out in my you, basement. You too. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, well, let's talk about what what happened with the Knights and the trade deadline. Um, they, they made some switches right before the deadline as well. So just kind of give us an overview of, of what happened uh, before yesterday's deadline. Yeah, it was uh, it was uncommonly quiet deadline for the London Knights. I mean, you, you know, there was some bits of news. Obviously, they brought in uh, six foot six forward Caleb Lawrence uh, from Ottawa. It Did, didn't cost them. You you see what all these other teams are paying for guys, and they got him. He's a last year player. He just turned twenty one years old, um, and uh, a big guy can win faceoffs, and and you know, add a little offense and grit, and you know, that seems to be. The, the Knights' identity this year. So, um, it, you know, the hope is he fits in in well with the with the group that's already here. And, uh, it, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see. He's really excited to get going with the team, and, and that's always a good sign, right? And, yeah. Uh, uh, he, he, you know, obviously coming to London, you, you, you come here, you expect to win. So uh, that's what he's expecting. Yeah. Um, so we acquired him for an eighth round draft pick in, in 2026. Is that advantageous for the other team? <laughs> um, well, for Ottawa, where he came from, um, they, they really did a lot of mixing, like mixing around there. You know, as everybody knows, there's only three 20 uh, year old spots uh, on each team. So there's a limit, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they they did some they they wanted to bring in a, a couple other guys. Uh, they brought in Braden uh, Kressler from Flint, uh, and and so they had you, then you have too many, right? And so actually the Knights, you know, we're in that situation like by adding Caleb Lawrence that with Michael Simpson and Max McHugh, you know, that gave them that gave them uh, what they won over the limit because you had Ethan McKinnon, right? They're, they're, the question marks around Ethan McKinnon have been hurt. Mm-hmm. since uh, mid-October. So, um, you know, that got straightened out when, obviously, when Ethan uh, d- decided to uh, step away from the game here. Right. I'm going to talk about Ethan in, in, in a little bit, but I, I want to focus on Caleb um, uh, Lawrence coming to London. What what does he say about coming here? Does Is he looking forward to being in this city? Yeah, like, so Caleb, the, the start of his career was in Owen Sound. He was a high draft pick by Owen Sound, so... Obviously, uh, Owen Sound and London are, are pretty good rivals, and they play in the Midwest. So he's played countless games here. Uh, you know, I guess I can go through and add them up, but you know, over a dozen games in, at Bud Gardens, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, you know, he went to Ottawa this year. That's where he's from. He's from Orleans, Ontario, and uh, that's kind of a lot of times. If if there's a chance, uh, we saw with Zach Sheru uh, going from Flint to Sudbury uh, just the other day. You know, sometimes guys want to play at home in their last year, right? They, they you know, good soldiers for for their career and, and and that sort of thing. If you're a good person and the organization likes you and thinks you've done a good job, they'll they'll make a trade like that for you, kind of thing. Uh, you know, not unlike uh, I, I think it's, it was a little different situation with Michael Simpson coming to London. Obviously, he was a Londoner that got to come here, but um, 
Um, you know, so, uh, but that was different because there was, it was filling a, a huge need there. But now Caleb Lawrence, um, you know, was going to, he, he thought he'd finish his career in Ottawa, which would have just made mm-hmm. him happy. And he, he still has aspirations. He was drafted by LA a couple of years ago. So, um, you know, he has pro aspirations. So coming to London from Ottawa, you know, you, you know, London's in a little bit better shape than Ottawa, a bit surprising this year, but, um, you know, you know, London's doing great, obviously, and they're they're contending. So he's happy about that. And then the plus that, you know, if you're going to leave home and, you know, you'd lo- love to go to a place that, you know, A, can win, B, can develop you. Obviously, the Hunters have a reputation for taking kids in and making them better Yeah, um, a, a lot of the time. So there's a guy that's he's hungry to to do that. Yeah. Um, talk about what the Knights were looking for ahead of the trade deadline. I mean, they're number two in the league. So did they really need to improve that much? Did they really need very much help? Yeah, no, like we all get excited about the trade deadline. I mean, look at the NHL. They run like a three days worth of shows on it, right? When they got yeah. the lists of all the guys that are available and stuff like that. It's a little different junior hockey. Like it's a lot of them are kids that are getting moved here. So you got to be careful how you you know, it's a very an emotional time, right? So, sure. yeah. Uh, um, you know, you know, so I, I don't know. The Knights, they they were kind of going along. They they looked okay. They were inconsistent for a lot of the year. So I know that the Hunters were really looking at the team and saying, "What do we got? What do we got here?" And then right before the deadline, they they go on a big winning streak, right? And you know, they pulled themselves. Kitchener had a huge lead in the standings, as everybody know. They 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 were off to a rocket start, and mm-hmm. London's closed that gap now, right? So you know, they're, they're on even terms kind of thing. And, and Saginaw is behind the Knights and obviously everyone knew Saginaw was going to, um, Saginaw was going to, um, get as many great players as they could to, because they got the Memorial cup this year. So everybody knew that. And that's what happened. And, uh, the, the Knights kind of, I, I think that the philosophy was if we can find, uh, you know, a great player that can help us like a la Ryan Winterton last year, um, who came in and became the top you know, center on the team. And obviously they went to the OHL final and he was, to me, he was pretty much like, you know, had the Knights won, he would have been the MVP. Obviously Michael Simpson was the MVP for, for Peterborough, but mm-hmm. um, this year was a little different. It was, uh, they, they felt like they had a good team. Easton Cowan and Denver Barkey are, are a year older. I think they would have liked, you know, another defenseman, but Jared Woolley uh, has played so well and, and they only need a depth defenseman because, you know, you think of who they have. They got Bonk, uh, George, Edward, and Dickinson. And, I mean, that's as good a top four. And we knew that going into the year. That's as good a top four if they stayed healthy as anybody in the league. Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, so they're in which Alec Leonard has played uh, much improved this year. So, really, it was just kind of cosmetic. Like, if they needed something, like, it would be nice to have a, another depth guy. And I think Caleb Lawrence kind of – fits that role like you know he's not going to supplant Barky or Cowan or Max McHugh for you know or Gazazov for top line minutes he's going to come in and fill a role and and be a a good big body uh, that you know can win face-offs you know and add some a little more veteran experience which is um, you know so it it wasn't a big it wasn't a a lot of moves like you see some teams do but it was uh, but they, they think that it's enough. And um, no. sometimes it's building the team, right? And I think one thing the Knights have proved over the years is their teams are always better down the stretch than they – there's been a few times it, that since I've covered the team that they've been – they've got worse or, or stayed stale and, and stayed mm-hmm. the same. They, they always seem to get better. 
and they're really hard to beat in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, every every team knows that. They don't go quietly hardly ever, right? There's one right. time against Owen Sound they got swept. But even that was all the games went to overtime and and uh, one goal games kind of thing when Bouchard yeah. was captain here a few years ago. But yeah, they they you know I, I think they expect to get back to the finals and um, you know obviously they but um, you know it'll be interesting to see right because as as we'll talk about there there's there was a lot of moves around the league. Yeah, well, I was going to um, ask about the rest of the league. What were some of the top trades that you were watching? Yeah, so, so Saginaw, we, as we know, like we talked about, the Memorial Cup hosts. And, it, you know, it doesn't come to Saginaw every day, right? And Saginaw has never been to the finals. They've never had this kind of opportunity before in, the, in, the, in their franchise history here. So this is, a, a, I know they, they see this as a, a huge moment in, for their club. And that they got Owen back from from Peter He's a good center draft by the, the Canadians, and they got Jorian Donovan um, uh, from from Brantford, uh, formerly of Hamilton, won a championship. Owen Beck's won a championship. They also got Josh Bloom back from the Canucks uh, organization. Uh, Overager just kind of parachuted in. This I've seen this happen before. Uh, so he was with North Bay and went to the pros, and now he's now he's um, come back to Saginaw to play for the Memorial Cup. And he had been their captain before he was traded to North Bay. So kind of an interesting move there. But, yeah, and then it cost them yeah, it cost them a pretty penny, you'd say. Uh, Aiden Young, uh, the, the young junior Knights grad, uh, he goes to Peterborough in the Beck deal. And uh, 11, I think it's 11 draft picks that uh, wow. that they've, they've given up. Eight, eight or 11 draft picks or something like that. So, yeah. you know, huge – a, a huge cost and yeah. obviously if they win 10 games next year they don't care if they win the memorial cup this year right and uh, some teams go through that london a little different they want to win they want to win every year right so they don't have that boom you look at what peterborough did this year obviously peterborough last year beat the knights and they they loaded up and then this year they're probably going to finish in last place mm, okay um how much impact does the trade deadline have on on the rest of the season like, you know, you've been covering this for a long time. Does this, can this have a huge impact? Do you think in the Knights case in particular, will it have a big impact? Yeah, I don't, I don't think in the Knights case, I think they got the team they got, right? So, mm-hmm. but I think I've seen some years, like last year, Shane Wright went to Windsor. There's a lot of hoopla about that and they didn't win a playoff game. Kitchener swept them in the first round. So there you're like, well, they, what, what happened, right? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen that, but then I also seen, um, you know, the year Nick Suzuki was in Guelph, uh, Isaac Radcliffe, he joined his pal Isaac Radcliffe in Guelph 2019 and George Burnett, you know, believed in his core, even though they weren't doing very well during the regular season, he, 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 you know, he, he, he believed in them and then they had a great playoff run. They were down 0-3 to the Knights and came back and beat the Knights in the second round and they kept doing that. Saginaw, Ottawa, and, and they were all of a sudden they're in the Memorial Cup, and so there, that was a year you're like, George Burnett's a genius, right? Like he, he made the <laughs> trades, and they yeah. all worked out. Of course, when they were down three nothing to the Knights and going into Game Four, I'm sure nobody felt very good about it, but yeah. they, you know they overcame that. And so you know the trade deadline is a lot of hype, and obviously everybody in in um, you know hockey circles watches it. The NHL. Teams are all interested in it. The fans are all interested in it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's exciting. And, and some years you can get lots done, and some years you can't get lots done. So um, it, it, pretty interesting year, though. I, I thought it was a seller's market. Um, so if, if you had assets, if you had players, 19, 20-year-old, that you wanted to sell, 
Mm-hmm. They came out. They came out a big price this year, and that's um, if you know the hunters. They're not. They're not real big on uh, paying a big price. Now Sam Dickinson, when they were getting him at 16 years old, they paid seven draft picks. Um, you know to get him. So that's uh, that. That's but they knew they had three or four years of of him ahead of them, kind of thing. You know, this, yeah. this is you're, you're paying for a half a year rental of a guy, and it's um, right. See if it works out for some of these teams. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about Ethan McKinnon uh, stepping away from hockey because of um, concussions and symptoms of that. Um, He's going to be a player development coach with the team. What is, what does his future look like with the Knights? Yeah. So Rachel, I think we talked early in the year, like who's going to be the Knights captain. And, you know, obviously Ethan McKinnon was, was the the highest candidate to be the captain of the team. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They wanted to wait a a little while. Dale Hunter wanted to wait till everybody came back, uh, from from NHL camps and whatnot, and, and then Ethan got hurt. Uh, he suffered a concussion, and it wasn't his first one. So you know, I, I think we've known more over the last 15, 20 years about concussions than we ever did. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you're dealing with concussions, this you got your whole life ahead of you, so you got to make tough decisions. And you know, I think this was a case where um, I don't think he's he's done with hockey. He loves it so much. Obviously, he grew up here, and so everybody in the hockey circles here knows him and how much he loves the game and, and what kind of kid he is. And, um, you know, so, but you need a break. Like I, I know from people close to me dealing with concussions, you, you need, you need time. Right. And in mm-hmm. sports doesn't wait for anybody, these hockey seasons or sports seasons, they, they don't wait for injuries. They just keep marching on. So you get to the deadline, you get a chance to get a guy like Caleb Lawrence, a decision had to be made. And so I, I just think it was a neat thing that, this year, I, you don't really see this too much, but you have a 20-year-old player who's going to transition into a, a coaching role. And apparently the kids, obviously, if you saw some of the social media, they all really respect him. And I don't think it will be a very big trend, even though it's going to be a big transition, you know, having coached even minor sports. Um, you know, it is a big transition player to coach and to do it at the OHL level, not easy, but yeah, uh, you know, to go from being a peer to the, you know, now you're one of the decision makers. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. And I, I think, you know, as long as it works out well, as long as he separates himself from, you sure. know, and becomes kind of that, you know, not a player anymore, but he's, he's a coach and, and gets the respect, which I think he'll get. I, I think it'll be really interesting. And we'll see if maybe this is, um, you know, Paul Maurice, uh, uh, is someone that, you know, the Florida Panthers coach is someone that his career ended early and he became a coach very young and, you, you know, he's still not very old, but it feels like he's been in the league for forever. Right. In the NHL. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe this is the start of Ethan McKinnon becoming, you know, a great coach and maybe one day, you know, getting behind the bench and, you know, playing against sure. the hunters. Well, <laughs> he's learning, the hunters. learning from some great coaches for sure right now anyway. So, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so what what are the Knights going to focus on for the rest of the season? I mean, obviously, we want to go to the Memorial Cup. That's the ultimate goal. But how do you think that will play out? Yeah, I think so. If they can, they're going to be in a battle with Kitchener and Guelph for the, the Midwest Division. And if they if they can somehow, you know, get ahead of those teams and they play them a bunch of times, they play Kitchener five more times this year. So that's 10 points up for grabs and that could swing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're so close right now. So if they, if they could finish first in the Midwest, that's automatic first or second seed in the in the conference. So then you're looking at you're you're playing one of these rebuilding teams in the in, in the eighth spot or the seventh spot, and you got a good chance to go to the second round. But I think like like last year, 
the second, third round in the West is going to be tough. Like last year, they played Sarnia in the third round, and that was no one knew who was going to win that one. And I think I think here uh, the the Knights second second round on it's going to be it's going to be tough tough to win. Um, they they usually find a way, you know you know more often than not they find sure, a way. Yeah. And like they did last year, I think Sarnia was his favorite last year. We talked about and uh, they beat them. So do they have enough to win three of those tough series? Uh, it's it's hard to say because Saginaw is a real good team. Saginaw is their equal, if not better. So we'll see what uh, what happens down the road. And of course, you got to stay healthy and you got to you, you got to gel as a team, right? In the second yeah. half, that's that's hugely important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to be uh, keeping up with your reporting on lfpress.com for sure. But thanks for talking with us today. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah. No problem. Thanks.